Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Still Podcast or on Instagram at Still Waiting underscore podcast. Or if you want to be featured on the show, maybe you want to leave a voice message, ask me a question, uh, give me a topic to talk about, you can go ahead and go to anchor.fm forward slash Ernie, E R N I E dash. Cornejo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O, or if you don't want to enter that address at all, you can just go to anchor.fm and look up Still Waiting Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C. How's it going? Oh, boy, what a week it has been. It's been a very unusual week. A lot of stuff that's not going on with me personally, but it's still affecting me. (laughs) It's it's one of those weird, weird fucking weeks. Just I don't know if it's glummy. I I was just like after having a hell of a week last week. uh, You know, of course it all has to come crumbling down at some point. Um, But first things first, I want to before I get into my week and all that bullshit. Uh, Just want to remind everybody to go check out my YouTube again, my second time doing stand-up ever. I think that's what it's called. (laughs) I don't remember what it's called. Uh, But thank you to everybody that has watched it. Thank you, everybody, for the positive feedback. Uh, It means a lot to me. Go go ahead and check it out if you haven't. Go share it on your socials. just give me a little notoriety, you know, that'd be a little nice for a guy that's been trying to get into the game, finally getting into the game, and, you know, all that shit, but, uh, yeah, so go check it out again, and again, thank you everybody that has. All right, um, well, I wanted to talk about something that happened to me this week, but I feel, I feel like it's, oversharing again you know i don't want to get too hardcore in my dear diary thing (laughs) but but i mean you know this is my podcast where i vent a little bit and where i talk about my week but this is something that actually i feel like is a little too personal i feel like people that are closest to me i'll kind of tell like (laughs) it's just one of those situations where i think if i were to just flat out air this out on the podcast uh, i'd get not only you know, my friends yelling at me, but like people that, you know, listen to those fucking podcasts would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Um, but no, I mean, it's nothing regarding like my dating life or anything like that. Uh, as far as I know, I'm still dating that girl. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll talk to other people about that part, that weird part of the week. But it's just, it's not for the podcast. And I know I'm leaving you guys hanging on this one. But, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, fucking weird week. Uh, And and again, I don't want to talk about work because it was just another shitty week where I just want to fucking rip somebody's face off a certain somebody. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. COVID's still here and cunts are still being cunts. Um... But I will tell you guys this. I have a Terry update. Uh, I wish I had some sort of like 
soundboard thing where I can cue like something that's per- that pertains to Terry. I can be like, the Terry update. Uh, <laughs> but no, I talked to him, had a good chat with him. He's still in Florida as far as I know. Uh, of course, he was dogging on me left and right after last week's episode because, you know, I really like a girl. I do. I really like the girl that I, I think I'm dating. <laughs> it's just I'm, in, I'm kind of in the unknown here, guys. Um, it's all good, though. It is what it is. Uh, but, yes, I did talk to Terry. And guess what? He fucking hates Florida. I swear that that guy is never happy wherever he lands. <laughs> it's like... I really, really can't wait to go to Barbados. It goes to Barbados, gets arrested, or all that shit. And uh, <laughs> I hated it there. Oh, I'm going to go to Colorado. Bam, I fucking hated it there. I'm, t- I'm taking my ass to Florida. You know, the freest country on- in the United States. Yeah, because Florida is now a country. Um, they're the smart ones out of the entire 50 states here. And... I I was jealous of him. I was like this motherfucker. Like I really wish I was in a in a different situation where I could seriously just take my ass to Florida and stay there because they are doing things right over there. But no. Terry decided to air to me that he hates Florida. There are too many quote unquote rednecks and I'm sure there are. I mean, come on. It's fucking Gatorville down there. Um but people aside it's like dude you guys are super free over there you don't have to worry about shit like covid is laughable to you guys down there you don't care who gets infected who doesn't get infected who dies and because it's just the fucking common cold and the only reason people die from it is from comorbid morbid uh. <laughs> comorbidities comorbidities okay am i saying that right comorbidity uh, comorbidities um before god damn i sound fucking retarded already i'm i swear i'm not drinking today guys i really really wish i did have a drink though um but no he hates florida he can't wait he 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 really wants to come back to oregon i i saw a picture of him on instagram today though what it looked like with oh <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> what the fuck like i get so amped up to do this podcast you guys so amped up and then like once i start it's like i lose my train of thought my words starts i start mumbling i start fumbling on words i don't know what the hell's wrong with me but terry cannot wait to move back to oregon i thought it was hilarious that he told me that because i was like dude like, we're still a blue state over here. We're really fucking stupid over here. Why would you want to move back? Um, and then he told me, he's like, yeah, it, it, I can't wait for it to turn red so it, so I can move back. I was like, oh, I mean, as much as I really want Oregon to turn red, it ain't going to happen. I mean, come on, guys. Vote red or we're going to be dead. Or vote red or you're dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, again... He was making me making fun of me for, you know, liking the girl. Apparently it's too soon. But, you know, I had good feelings with that girl. So I'm not gonna get into that this week, guys. I'm still happy go lucky over here, you know? It's like what I said last week. I want her, I don't need her. Just I want her, I don't need her. Um 
But I really, 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 really am excited to get him back to Oregon so we can get him back on the podcast and we can have a fun fucking conversation because we have a lot to catch up on. Uh, You know, it's one thing to talk on Instagram and, you know, read their words that they, like, hate Florida, but I want to know why he hates Florida for real. Like, in his own words, uh, unfiltered, just a raw fucking interview with him on, like, why he would leave what I think would be a beautiful state to live in right now. Because seriously, like, they don't give a fuck about masks. They don't give a fuck about COVID. They don't give a shit about the vaccine. You do you down there. You have your freedom down there. We don't have shit over here in Oregon. We have a dumb cunt governor for another year. And yeah, it's just, it's not getting any better in Oregon. Um, but it is what it is. And I'm just hoping to God, whoever's running against her, I hope they take her out or not. I don't think, wait a minute. I don't even think she can run again. Whoever's running though in her place we do not we do not need that shit we do not need her policies to continue her all that shit but i don't want to get political i never want to get political on this fucking podcast but it's just hard when you're seeing places like even the uk earlier this week announced that they are getting rid of the mask mandate they're getting rid of vaccine passports they we fucking fought a war with them to gain freedom over here and look at them over there now. They're more free than we've ever been. <laughs> or they're, they're like, no, they're like the 1990s USA. They're free again. They, they have the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. They have the choices to, they have like the choice to make whether they want to wear a mask or get the vaccine. They, they're playing smart and they're making our fucking retarded president look even worse. And I love it. Like, so now if, if I could bring my son with me, um, I I would totally move to Florida or the UK. I would have no problem leaving. But, I, I mean, that's the only thing that's holding me back is my son. And I don't think I'm going to get my ex-wife to, to move with us uh, or with, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But, yes, anyway, back to Terry. Um, I am glad he's... I think he's doing good. He said he had COVID earlier, like either this past week or the week before. And I'm glad he's better. I'm glad he got rid of the shit. It sucks. It's a shitty fucking sickness. But if you're healthy, you're going to be okay. I mean, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world. I'm super fat and I have high blood pressure and all that shit. And look at me. I still survived COVID. I mean, I'm I'm a very lucky guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, guys. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I am just excited to bring Terry back on the show whenever that may be. I hope it's a lot sooner than later. Oh, Jesus fucking Siri. Um, my watch went off. Um, but yeah, I hope Terry, from what I saw in the picture on Instagram, he had his car like packed up full of a bunch of shit. So I'm wondering if he's driving back here or whatever i'm just knowing terry he'll show up at my doorstep probably tomorrow and be like what's up bro let's do this let's fucking do the podcast or let's you know fucking drink and shoot the shit let's you know go down on each other all that shit 
Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Joking. Fucking joke, people. Comedian, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just excited to get him back. And now on to other news. I have a, I mean, I, like I said, I have no personal like affiliations with this, but it's just like, it's still, I still am taking it like it, like I lost a family member, like a fucking, like a death in the family. Because for the last, I don't know, 15 plus years, I've been a huge fan of the band Every Time I Die. Every Time I Die, I've talked about them quite a few times on the show. I mean, Keith Buckley, one of the best lyricists, writers, singers, um, frontman, just the dude had a presence to him. Uh, and... Like, I've just been a huge fan of their music for the last 15 years. Like, I can remember when I first really listened to them. Uh, it was from Guitar Hero 2. I remember that so vividly, playing with Brandy and her ex-husband. And they played this song called The New Black. And I was like, wow, that's actually a really good song. Like, I've heard of the band. I just never really gave them a chance. And I really liked that song. And then... Ever since then, I be, went down a total rabbit hole and became one of their hugest supporters and, bi like, biggest fans. Just the way Keith Buckley wrote, the way the guitarist sounded, they were just a hardcore band that had a different sound to them. And earlier this week, well, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. I feel like I did, but maybe I didn't. But last month, actually, there was a little bit of drama that all of a sudden got outed on the internet between him, his brother, who's the guitarist, and, like, the other members of the band. And I was like, oh, no. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, their big festival that they host every year in Buffalo was about to happen, like, a week uh, after all that came out. And, like, I was just like, oh, shit, what does this mean? What does this mean? I hope that everything's okay because it seems like... The band apparently, according to, because I'm not going to, I don't know if I can even really talk about this because I mean, I don't know. I don't know the full story. It's just what I've seen on the internet in the, over the last month. And Keith, well, it sounded like the band were going to do shows without Keith because he all of a sudden needed to take a mental break from the band. And get himself ready for that big festival that they host every year in Buffalo, New York. And then all of a sudden, like, Keith comes out on Twitter and says, like, hey, the only reason I'm doing this is because my own, I heard, I was in one room over when I heard my brother talk to somebody saying that they were trying to replace me as the singer. And I was like, oh, well, oh, no. Like, what is happening? I'm seeing two brothers fall apart and like one of my all-time favorite bands fall apart like and it's all being aired out on the fucking internet and so they do that festival and apparently like I, I looked at the set list it seems like ever both of those shows were that they had it in those two nights just set lists were perfect 
And I was just like, man, I would have just killed to hear that song live again or for the first time. And then earlier this week, I think Alicia, yeah, Alicia sent me a message on Instagram of a post from the brother, Jordan, the guitarist. And it said, R.I.P. Eated. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, no, why? What is happening? And so, like, they were kind of, he was kind of airing out some things. And then, like, saying that they were trying to get a hold of Keith uh, over the last couple weeks since the festival. And, um, and then, like, they were saying, like, Keith was not even, like, picking up the phone calls or nothing like that. Next thing you know, like an hour or two later, Keith decides to post a letter he got from the attorneys of all remaining four members of the band. which And it was a cease and desist letter, like saying like he can't talk, he can't use the band's name or likeness or the logo, he can't do shit. <laughs> it sounds like, what, like, again, what is happening like not actually it was a funny story about that though before i got that that email or no that message from alicia about the brother i was listening to every time i die i was i had just put on their new album i was like man i'm like i hope i get to see this band again i hope like their latest album that came out in october like is so good i mean they 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 couldn't write a bad album if they tried like there are some albums where i'm kind of like it's it's good, but it's not, like, great. But they've never really had a bad album. And, yeah, so I was listening to Every Time I Died Before, Alicia sent me all that. And then I see just the, like, their hardcore fans just start picking sides. Like, picking the side of the band, picking the side of Keith. And it's just like, guys, like, let's just support everybody here. Like, if you're a fan, like... Show some love to Keith. Show some love to the band. Don't hate on don't don't hate on sides. You know, like Keith, I think would hate me. <laughs> Honestly, I think as much as I love the guy, like I really like has have respected his work over the last fifteen years and like over the last twenty years of of his uh, writing. Like I've just become a like a fangirl for the guy, but I think he would hate me because surprise surprise my politics don't line up i don't care if he's a liberal if he's a bernie supporter if he's a freaking joe biden supporter i love the guy like the guy is like a poet <laughs> and it's like i would kill to just pick his brain and talk to him and like just be like just let him know like hey man like i know you don't know me but i would like freaking hug you i'd kiss you on the cheek and tell you thank you for everything you've written over the years and he'd probably say like are you vaccinated or get away from me you filthy uh trump supporter and that's okay i would just be like whatever <laughs> i mean and again i mean i've also had good interactions with the band like i've met jordan a handful of times the the, the brother the guitarist been he's always been super funny and sweet to me same with Andy, the big guy who's known as the Butcher on AEW. Met him a handful of times. I remember I went to one of their shows with post-surgery with my freaking cast on. 
because of my torn ACL. And I remember Andy just being like at the door, like meeting everybody. And he, he just looked, looks at my cast. He's like, I hope you get that fixed, man. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's getting, it's already getting fixed, man. Like, thank you for this. Thank you for writing your music. Thank you for, you know, the well wishes. I appreciate you, sir. And yeah, I mean, actually I remember that show, that specific show that I just brought up with Andy, uh, I remember seeing Keith walk by me and I kind of like, Oh my God, it's fucking Keith. And he kind of just gave me a look like, okay, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. And I was just like, and I got the hint. I was like, all right, man, I will not bother you. (laughs) It's like, I mean, you know, lead singers, man, I get it. Like sometimes they're just not in good moods. And so I gave him grace. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, what a fucking asshole. But I give, I mean, I don't like bothering people. Like I hate, like if you're a celebrity and, but, and I'm at a, I'm, and if I'm like a fan of yours, don't worry. I will not bother you. I can read body language. And it's just like, I don't know how people can sit there and be like, I mean, I understand like you're excited. I mean, you're seeing somebody that you've seen on TV, you've heard their music, but I also believe in bubbles too. Like I just, I don't like invading people's bubbles. I remember meeting the Dillinger escape plan singer and like, I didn't want to meet him. I really, I, I wanted to meet him, but I didn't want to bother him. And some guy just re- like who was right next to me just ended up like raiding the guy. And I was just like, you fucking asshole. Now you're going to make me want to do that. And I did. And he actually was like super sweet to me. Like Greg Pucciato is, I think that's how you say his name. He's a fucking killer singer for Dillinger Escape Plan. And, but I didn't want to bother him. <laughs> you know, back to the, you know, the principle of the story. I didn't want to bother him. But, you know, I've met Keith uh, other times and I've met other members of the band. And everybody has been super, super cool with me. And it's just, you know, Keith had a bad, it seemed like he was having a bad night that night and I didn't want to bother him. Um, but again, Keith also hates Trumpers. And so, I mean, even if they have a good head on their shoulders, like I think I do, uh, he, it almost seems like he's one of the, he's been kind of uh, brainwashed to believe all of us Trump supporters are evil people and we're Nazis and we want to kill the human race and, you know, fuck everybody's wives and all that stuff, uh, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um <clears throat> What else did I want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I think this really this episode is going to be a tribute to every time I die. And that's really what kind of bummed me out this entire week was seeing the drama, the drama unfold before everybody's eyes on the Internet, on Twitter, on Instagram. And it's just a bummer, especially like, like I said, it's one thing for a band to break apart and you know because like sometimes you know, I mean, I've heard it numerous times from some of my favorites like bands are like marriages you know you just have to you either really want to make it work or you know you just dissolve and but like another thing though it's just like I was about to digress there um, it, it's one thing to see a band dissolve like that but you know, when it involves two brothers I think there's a little bit more of like an, an emotional uh 
view on that because it's like, man, like, you don't want to see, like, two blood brothers fucking fall apart. Like, they're family. And you're seeing their relationship dissolve right before your eyes, like, on the internet, which I think is a very poor way to to do that. But I know Keith will be successful at whatever he does after the band. And same with the rest of the guys. I mean, fucking Andy's the butcher on AEW, so... And it seems like AEW pays the wrestlers pretty good. Uh, Jordan, he's a fucking artist. Like, you should go check out his uh, art at, I think it's like, jbww.com. JordanBuckleyWorldwide.com. Like, the guy, if you look at his art, like, it should be in museums. Because some of the... Some of the pictures he's like, drawn over the years, like, I, I have one of his portraits that I, that was, like, a tribute to horror movies, and it's a fucking killer picture, I just haven't, for some reason, I've spaced on getting a frame for it to put it up, because it seriously is a sick picture, picture, um, but rest in peace every time I die, I, I mean, I got to see it at least seven or eight times over the last 15 years, um, I remember one vivid memory, though, but I'm going to... I'll talk about this, and then I'll move on. Because I know you guys are like, all right, fucking Ernie. Like, Jesus, we get it. You'll blow up Keith and Jordan. Um, But one memory I have, and this is before Alicia became a huge fan of theirs. I remember she didn't really care for them. She, I mean, I try to talk her. I'm like, talk to her and be like, dude, you need to listen to this band. Like... If you played Guitar Hero 2, like her and I played Guitar Hero 2 all the fucking time. And she just wasn't digging it. She's like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. I was like, alright. Well, then we ended up going to a show where they were opening for Under Oath and and Poison the Well. And I was just like, she was a huge Poison the Well fan. So I was like, alright, every time I die and Poison the Well are going to be there, this is going to be a great show. And she went went to the pit with me while her ex-husband just fucking snuck backstage and hung out with some other bands. And she was just in the pit with me. We enjoyed Poison the Well. We were like, fuck yeah, Poison the Well was the shit. And every time my dad gets up on stage and fucking just tears the house down. And she became a huge fan from that night on. She was like, alright, that band is incredible. I don't know why I was hating on them for so long. They have energy galore where it's just like seeing like it's one thing to really like get a gauge for the band of the band uh, like the way like what kind of music they put out, but then you see them live and it's just like they just will totally like your perception of them will totally change just like Alicia's did, and like they do put on one of the most energetic shows I've ever seen in my life like you wouldn't you wouldn't think they were a band for over 20 years because you think if they were playing like that every night how exhausted they would be and they never showed it they just fucking tore the roof down every time a band that just wanted everybody to have fun and wanted you to they wanted to have fun they wanted you to have fun and just have the night of your life every single night. All right, I'll fucking move on from every time I die. It was just, it's, it's one of those fucking things, though, man. It's like, like I said, it's like losing a family member, especially seeing two brothers fall apart. It's just, it's not okay. Just fucking 
bury the hatchet guys i don't know what kind of drama ensued beforehand it's just i wish i wish them all well and i will still be blasting every time i die until the day i die all right so okay one more thing not about every time i die but about music another music related thing um shout out again to chris from the lab angel you remember you know who who i'm talking about um for getting me into bad omens because i decided like well there was another song that they released earlier this week and i decided i'm gonna give it a chance like even though i'm not a big fan of theirs i'm gonna give it a chance and i heard i was like this song's fucking beautiful like i love it it is so fucking good it's called Like a Villain. I was like, oh my gosh. Just, it's not even, like, it's not a heavy song, people. Like, if if you're not, like, into the rah-rah-rahs, fucking listen to Bad Omens. Like, most of their songs aren't all the rah-rah-rahs. Um, the singer, though, has a very unique range vocally. Like, I will give him that. He's got a beautiful voice, I think. <laughs> like, he, he sounds great. And that Like a Villain song is just amazing. I've became a huge fan of that song i think i've listened to that more than i've listened to artificial suicide and then i decided i'm gonna give another song a chance i guess they released this song earlier this year maybe at late last year it's for their new album that's coming out but guys good lord you guys need to men men in general need to listen to this song and i swear to god if you're your significant other is ever mad at you, or like, I don't know, maybe she's just irritated with you, play this fucking song, and I guarantee it, you will get laid. <laughs> like, this is a fucking, I think, this song is called The Death of Peace of Mind. Oh my god, I think it's a panty dropper. Like, I get hard listening to it. <laughs> it's so good. Like, you would think it's like an R&B song, or like, it's just like, oh my god, it's, it's fucking... It's an incredible song lyrically. I'm like, Jesus. Okay, like, this song's about fucking. And, <laughs> like, it is... I don't know if it's an ex-girlfriend that he's talking about, but, man, it's just like, all right. Like, he wants to... He wants to fuck this chick. Like, this song is straight up about fucking. And it is a great song. Again, the death of peace of mind right now is my favorite Bad Omen song. And, again, thank you, Chris, because that was... I don't know why I was hating on Bad Omens for so long, but they're talented. They're a talented band, and I think I'm going to give them, give their discography a shot and listen to some things and see if I, if I dig it. I don't know. All right. Um, before I get into sports, I want to say I want to talk about some TV shows that I've been watching. I watched the new Peacemaker. Oh my gosh. So good. John Cena is just, I, I mean, I was hating on the guy for the longest time when he was a wrestler, and even more so when he became an actor, because he's doing that shit that he always made fun of The Rock for, but the guy can act, and he's actually really fucking funny, and he's good on the show, he was good on Suicide Squad 2, like I said, he pretty much made Suicide Squad 2 so funny, and made it so, I think made it the great movie that it is and 
so far it's four episodes in, and I've watched all four, and they are fantastic. And the girl on there, her name's Jennifer Holland, her her real name. Oh my gosh, drop dead gorgeous. I'm like in love with that girl. I'm like, okay, like if things don't work out for me, like I might have to stock this Jennifer Holland girl. <laughs> Um, no, she's just dropped it gorgeous. And, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, freaking Alicia told me to get into this show called, uh, Archive 81. And I watched the first episode, and I'm like, alright, that's a little weird. And, like, it's a, it's okay. I'm, I'm gonna, of course, finish it out and see what happens. Uh, the twist at the end of the first episode was like, oh, okay, this might be interesting. But... Yeah, that's what I've been watching this week, and not, not really anything else. Nothing really else. Oh my gosh, 32 minutes. All right, nothing else really going on in my world. Just living life alone, guys, and trying to, trying to make the most of it, <laughs> or the best of it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is, guys. Um, Now, to get into sports, and oh my god... Tom Brady's gone. Tom Brady is gone. He's not going to win a Super Bowl this year. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, some something somebody different's going to win. Um, I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers last night. Unfortunately, they got screwed out of that out of that game. I think more. I think more from themselves. I think they screwed themselves on that game. Uh, San Francisco just kind of played better in the end. They were they were beaten on San Francisco. I mean, not a beatdown, but they they just I think got a little laxed on defense and fucked it up. So now I am just rooting for the Buffalo Bills, and the right now the game is on, and I think Buffalo is down right now. So I mean, just as long as Tom Brady's not going to win another Super Bowl, I guess I should just be happy with that, and. Just root for the Bills. I'm I'm rooting for the Bills for a different reason, though. <laughs> and big surprise. It's because I want them to get... If they win the Super Bowl this year, that might be a chance that every time my dad gets back together. Because I know that they're huge Buffalo Bills fans. I mean, they're from Buffalo. And, like, they are hometown heroes of Buffalo, pretty much. Like, like, like I said, like, the city celebrates every time I die. I think they have their own, like, holiday over there. Because of that band. Alright. Enough every time I, every time I die talk. Enough me, of me rambling. I'm going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to get into Angel's Corner. Which, by the way, he sent me a shit ton of stuff. So I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a drink. Take a little pee break. All that stuff. You do the same. Hit pause. I don't care. Whatever. Just keep listening. I'll be, I'll be right back. And I am back. How's it going, guys? Did you get a good potty break? <laughs> Uh, all right. Angel's Corner, Angel Banuelos, Banuelos. Uh, my main man helps me out with the show, writer for my show, all that good jazz. Um, sent me a shit ton. I woke up to a million questions from him. Like, he sent me articles throughout the week. And I was thinking, okay, this is going to be an easy episode to get into. And then he just went fucking wild this morning. So I told him I might only do half of what he sent me. I, I might just leave the fun facts because he sent me fun facts at the end of at this at the end of 
all the questions. And I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to save the fun facts for maybe next week. Because, <laughs> oh my god, he went off. All right. First things first. Angel sent me an article about Scream, the new one that just came out. Scream's popularity is scary. Uh, slasher movie knocks Spider-Man off the top spot with $36 million over holiday weekend. Does this make you more interested to watch? Um, I'm not like the biggest fan of the Scream movies. I like the first one. The first one is good, but I mean, the others were just okay. I think I've only seen them once or twice. Um, but I've heard good things about this new one that came out. Seems like it'd be... All right, I'll I'll give it a shot. I don't know if it makes me more interested to watch. To me, it's like, okay, it's it's almost like the same formula. It's just somebody different is the suspect. And, um, I mean, it's a cool mask, I'll give him that, but I just, I don't know. Nothing takes, uh... Nothing. No one will take the spot of Michael Myers for me, and Ghostface being uh, like he's not an exception. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna go out of my way to watch it. I hope it ends up on like Paramount Plus or or HBO Max or something, and then I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna go out of my way to see it on the in theaters. All right. He sent me an article again, World's First Head Surgery. Skull shows metal plate inserted 2,000 years ago, and the patient survived. Okay, but... uh, I'm no scientist, dude. How do they know it's from over 2,000 years ago? I mean, is it because the skull looks like a cone head? I don't... I don't know, like... Yeah, like these people, like even the drawing in the little corner there. Yeah, it looks like people had cone heads. Um, that is wild if that is true. Um, but where did they get this metal plate for one? And like, it just it makes you question life. <laughs> when you see this show, you're like, okay, like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it makes me feel exhausted. Like it just because I'm already an overthinker as it is. Then I see this shit. I'm like, oh man, like, okay, like, am I like, am I is my ancestor a conehead? I don't know. Terrible joke, Ernie. Terrible joke. All right, another article: Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, to play uh, Weird Al Yankovic in Roku's first original biopic movie. I was gonna say biopic, but I think that's a different work, a different word. Um. Yeah, biopic. Um, Then Angel asked, do you think Daniel Radcliffe would do a good job? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, weird Al Yankovic, he seems like a good guy, a good dude. (sighs) I think my big gripe, and I'm going to sound like a total, like, white nationalist kind of (laughs) guy, but it's like, can we not get an American person to play fucking weird Al Yankovic? We have many weird-looking American people here. Like, you're telling me, like, out of the thousands of actors, you couldn't find one American guy? I mean, you're giving the you're giving Harry Potter here a fucking 
you're giving them extra work trying to perfect an uh, American accent. And even worse, you're trying to make him a funny character. I don't imagine Harry Potter being funny. I never watched the movies, but he doesn't look like he's got a funny bone in his body, and I'm not picking on the guy. It's just, he just, I don't know. Maybe maybe the biopic, it won't be like a funny movie. It'll just be like, uh, I guess, an interpretation. But, or like, I don't know. But I don't know. What the fuck am I even saying? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and shit on Daniel Radcliffe, but I just wish like like no, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. It's going to make me sound so fucking ignorant. But I'm just saying like were in, were there any auditions for this role? Because there had to be one American actor that I think could play Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, Adam Sandler, I think, could play... Well, no, he's not that young. Never mind. Um, Who could play Weird Al Yankovic that I'm a fan of? Uh, Or that I kind of know? I think Tony Hinchcliffe. That's that guy. He's pretty young. Uh, I think he could play Weird Al. He's not really... I don't know if he's known for his acting skills, but he is a comedian. All right. And that's why I'll never be a fucking Hollywood, uh, what do you call them? People that do the auditions. I'll I'll just never be a producer or a director or anything like that. All right, moving on. Oh, yes. He sent me an article. I was going to touch on this before Angel's Corner, but then he sent me this. I was like, maybe I'll just save this for Angel's Corner. But he sent me, yeah, because the, the other day, Meatloaf died. Meatloaf dead at 74, star of music and movies dies after falling ill with coronavirus. Oh, Jesus. (sighs) Because of COVID, was he vaccinated? Because it seems like there's a lot more vaccination deaths, if you ask me. But you're not asking. Um, That is super sad, because that that was my first concert. I went with my dad, a seven-year-old kid. I was a huge fan of Bad Out of Hell 2, because it had that song, I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. Such, I mean, that album, front to back, so good. The guy just had a voice of an angel. Again, another guy with the voice of an angel. And, unfortunately for him, it was like the angel of death. Um, but... No, I, I was a huge fan of Meatloaf as a seven-year-old boy. Like, I, I'm surprised my dad let me listen to Meatloaf at that age because it was there was a lot of sexual talk, a lot of... There was cussing also in his music to where I was like, oh, man, like, ooh, can I even listen to this around my dad? And No, he was the one putting on the music. Um, But no, Meatloaf was a great singer. I'm a huge fan. Like, I... Like, when that happened, when I heard of his death the other day at work, I just had to listen to Bad Out of Hell too, and it's still a great album front to back. So sad. Another bummer for music this week. Jesus. Uh, all right. Another article. Squid Game Round Two confirmed. Netflix CEO announces that the gory contest universe has just begun. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm excited. 
I am really, really excited. I didn't, like, it's funny. I didn't hear of Squid Game until people started talking about it. Like, I'm not always on Netflix, guys. But Squid Game was number one for, like, ever. And I remember hearing certain people that, like, YouTubers that I, like, listen to or that I watch and, like, podcasts that I listen to were talking about Squid Game. I was like, all right, it's a Korean show. I'll give it a shot. And I just became obsessed. Like, I, I binged it in a day or two. And, oh, I, I'm I'm excited for the second season. I hope it comes out soon because, yeah, I'm just very, very thrilled about Squid Game. You Koreans, you guys just know how to put out entertainment. Sometimes you're way more entertaining than over than us Americans over here. All right. Another article, Woke M&M's, Candy Giant removes stilettos from green character to reflect progressive world. I I hate M&M's already. All right, and he says, I have a question about this. So did M&M's just submit to this right away, or was there more people that agreed that M&M's should change it? I don't know. I just think think nowadays one person will be offended, and then they change it. But I am just saying, what if the majority of the people don't have a problem with this at all? And that's the case, Angel. I know that for a fact. I'm not, I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say for a fact. This is cancel culture in general, not just for M&Ms. There should be a vote or something, in my opinion. I agree. And I guarantee it, 99.99999% of people didn't even notice the stilettos on the green character. It's a fucking cartoon, people. Why do we have to do this to candy, to cartoons? Uh, it just drives me nuts and it pisses me off. It's not like I'm going to sit there and say boycott M&M's. I mean, I'll still fucking eat M&M's because it's not like I'm going to eat a stiletto or a fucking a sneaker. But um, it just drives me nuts because I think I don't even think anybody was offended. I th- honestly think they were just being quote-unquote proactive and didn't want to didn't want there to be a complaint from like a radical feminist saying like why does like why why do they have to uh wear stilettos like not all girls wear stilettos and or like why isn't there a transgender m&m like i guarantee it one of these m&ms now is gonna have like a dick or uh, or like is gonna have a tits and a dick, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, I don't identify as you know male or female Eminem. I'm a non-binary Eminem." Fuck off with all that noise. Um, <laughs> it just it. I don't know. I, I ah, ah. <laughs> drives me nuts. And yes, I really like wish the board would have just had a had a vote on this, and if anybody were to cry to them. They just give them the middle finger and say, like, fuck you. We are our own company. We're not submitting to any demands. We do not negotiate with terrorists, especially feminists. <laughs> it's like, good Lord. Uh, I miss the old world. I really do, guys. It's, it gives me a headache seeing shit like that. All right. Sends me another picture, actually. Who would you want as your sensei? And there's a choice between Mr. Miyagi, uh, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
Chuck Norris and John Kreese from Cobra Kai or the Karate Kid, old school Karate Kid. See, the good side, like, I have a good and bad side here, guys. Like, you know, I I would love to have, like, somebody like Bruce Lee, of course. Or, you know, Chuck Norris. Or even Splinter. Just because Splinter would be fucking hilarious. I'd be like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm talking to a fucking rat. But my heart wants to go with John Kreese from Cobra Kai. Because he's a sadistic sensei, and he teaches you to strike first, and don't be a little bitch. (laughs) And I've been a bitch for the last 35 years of my life, going on 36 years of my life. And if I had a sensei like John Kreese, I think I'd be a totally different Ernie. Like, you guys wouldn't recognize me. I'd be skinnier, more in shape, confident. I mean, with the ladies, I'd get all the babes, like, you know, Johnny from Cobra Kai does, and or did, and, yeah, John Kreese, man, I, I, I want to go with John Kreese, Jackie Chan is like, eh, Mr. Miyagi, meh, but, like, Bruce Lee would be the shit, so would Chuck Norris, and so would Splinter, but my heart wants to go with John Kreese, <laughs> all right, moving on. <clears throat> How far are we? Oh my gosh, already 14 minutes in. Okay, where are we? The comedian, game show host, and Emmy award-winning actor was 68 years old. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson. Yes, same fucking day as Meatloaf. Louis Anderson dies. And like, I wasn't the biggest Louis Anderson fan. I mean, I watched a couple of episodes of his cartoon and um, his episodes of Family Feud. And, you know, he, he was all right. He was a funny guy. I don't know his stand-up comedy that well, but that is sad. Like, sad for stand-up comedy, sad for entertainment. Um, rest in peace, Louis Anderson. I mean, you tried to steal the thunder from Meatloaf, but you know what? It doesn't matter because in the end, we all die anyway. It's just, it really, really sucks. You know, when uh, you have an impact on, like, an art that I love, like stand-up comedy. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's a bummer total bummer all right moving on are you a dog person or a cat person or none and why (sighs) i like both it's not like i hate one or the other uh it depends though on cats are easier to love because they don't fucking they're not like beggars they could give a fuck what you're doing they'll watch you have sex they'll fucking look out the window um the only time, like some, it depends on the cat though. Some some cats are affectionate. Some cats are bitches. Like my ex wife and I, we had this cat, and she still has the cat. But um, that cat hated me when I first like entered our relationship. Hated me. Hated my guts. Apparently, she hated. She hates nearly everybody. And over the ten to eleven years that we were together, that cat became so attached to me like that cat was like my kid before my kid came into my life and I love that cat I still love that cat to this day I don't know if she would recognize me now because it's been two years um but that I remember like everybody else like all my friends Terry especially Alicia hated that I think they hated that cat because it's like uh they could not pet her because they know like she might be loving 
But the second you touch a certain spot with her, she will swat your hand and be like, bitch, back up. But I love that cat. I love all the cats that I've had in my life. I loved, uh, I've had a few dogs in my life and I love, I loved all of them with dogs though. They are beggars and they'll watch you have sex and lick your asshole. And, uh, (laughs) it's, 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 it's weird. Um, but, uh, there are dogs, breeds of dogs. And that's the thing with, that's the difference with cats and dogs. Like there's breeds of dogs that I cannot stand. Like chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are the most hideous fucking dogs in the world. And same with pugs. I can, there's an acceptance or an exception with pugs. They're okay. Some pugs I just like, ugh. Um, but I love a good corgi. I love a good German shepherd. I love pit bulls, especially. I love pit bulls. I think pit bulls get a bad rep. Uh, English bulldog, though, would be my go-to. If I ever had the chance to get another dog, English bulldog or corgi would be my go-to. So I am both. Like, I, I I don't like one more than the other. But if I had to give the edge, I would give the edge to cats because there's not really a breed of cat that I hate other than the, what do they call them, sphinx? The the bear cats, the ones that have no fur? That's disgusting. But there are more dogs that I hate than cats. Um, all right. Describe to a six-year-old what you do in life. Like, for work or... Because, I mean, my kid's almost six. And the only thing I can really tell him right now is that I work at a hospital and I work at a lab. I drive. And if I had to describe what else I do in life, like this podcast, I would just be like, buddy, I just talk on my phone to nobody. Um, but it somehow gets poured out into the internet and people listen. By the way, before I get any further... That last episode has d- pulled in some numbers. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, am I finding a groove here? Like, like finally people are listening? Because I pulled in, like, a good chunk of listeners last week. People want to hear about my dating life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but what else do I do in life? Oh, yeah, I'm alone all the time. I watch TV. And try to find ways to entertain myself. I mean, I think a six-year-old can get a grasp of what that's like a little bit. I don't know. All right. What are the three most important aspects to support your lifestyle? Oof. I guess uh, financial stability and um, things uh, to... Man, that's a, that's a tough one. Three most important aspects to support my lifestyle. I mean, really, just financial stability, so I can just maintain um, things to ground my sanity, like music and books and entertainment. Um, uh, what else? And podcasts. Yeah, I mean, also for the same reason. Is that is that three important aspects? <laughs> I don't know. Like, just financial stability, really, and just maintaining your sanity because the world is going crazy. 
Uh, that might just be only two. But, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Alright, what genre of book slash movie has the most impact on you? Oh, man. I think... <laughs> hmm. What genre? I think... Well, genre. Okay. Um... As sad as it is to say, like, comedy has the most impact on me because it keeps me smiling. And I think that's the, that's the one thing we really need to do in life. And, like, we not I might not be, like, the happiest dude on earth. And sometimes this podcast makes probably makes me sound like a super depressed person. But I thank God I have comedy. <laughs> like... I don't know if you can hear the neighbors. Can you hear them? They always come up talking and all that shit. Um, but yeah, um, comedy keeps me smiling and keeps me grounded, like, sanity-wise. And I think that has, probably has the most impact on me. It's just like, okay, like, in a world that, in the world we live in, like, I just need to not look at the bad and just keep on smiling. All right. How do you unlock your creativity? I don't even know if I have a creative bone in my body. Um, but if you're talking about like my, my attempt at stand up last month or the last few weeks, creatively in that world, like I think I just have to reflect and like find the points in my life where it's like, yeah, it's embarrassing but twist and turn it to where it's so fucking funny. Or, tr like, yeah, it's just, like, I have to, like, add my own punchlines and sit there and, like, know that I can laugh at embarrassing moments and try to get people to laugh at it. Like, I don't know. Unlocking my creativity, though, it's just, like, it's, it's yeah, I guess it's just reflecting on the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite meal of the day? Um, I like breakfast foods so much, but I hate eating breakfast. Like, I'm never hungry enough to eat breakfast. You'll have to catch me on a good day to eat breakfast. But if I had to pick a meal meal, like my favorite part of the day, like it's, it's dinner. Dinner is the best meal. It has... You can choose anything. It could be breakfast for dinner. It could be fucking Chinese food for dinner. To me, those are the best ones. Like, or that's the best meal of the day, is dinner. What was the last picture you took? Ooh, let me see that. Let me see. Let me see my photos here. Oh, it's a picture of me and my son this morning. Uh, or was it last night? No, it was today. It was today. Um... He actually, like, my my son is not down for selfies, like, ever. But for some reason, we were just, like, lying in bed, like, laughing, wrestling, playing. And he I had my phone out, and he's like, take a picture. And I was like, who are you? Like, he's like, yeah, I want to take a picture with you. I'm like, okay, you got it, buddy. You got it. You know, that kid, like, will, yeah. That kid, like, will command me to do anything, and I'll fucking do it could command me to do anything 
All right. Uh, what's the weirdest dream you've ever had? I think it was that hallucination. I want to say it was a dream, but it might have been a hallucination when I was sick with the like the heat stroke. I'd mentioned it a while, a long time ago on the podcast, where it was just recurring and um the entire night this guy in a fucking dog costume just not even doing anything to me but just in my face with his hands out like he's just trying to scare me like boo like doing shit like that a guy in a fucking mcgruff costume that was very very weird but i'm i want to say that was more of a hallucination than a dream i don't know what's the weirdest thing in your closet um I had to think about that one, but then I remembered, oh yeah, like, I have my drum set here, guys, and bits and pieces are scattered all over my apartment, like, the big old portion of the drum set is in my dining room at the corner, the corner of the walls there, um, but I have my cymbals and my floor tom in my closet, because I I couldn't just keep that out, keep it all out, because my son would go crazy, and want to hit everything, he already tries to hit the, the main part of the drum set when he's here, when he's trying to find stuff to do, he just starts going to my drum drum set and starts kicking it, and I have to yell at him and be like, no dude, like, I have downstairs neighbors, I don't want to get kicked out of here, but yeah, the weirdest thing in my closet is like my cymbals and my floor tom, all right. Of all the personal questions I could ask you, what's one you wouldn't want to answer? Um, dude, you could almost ask me anything. I want to be transparent with everybody that listens to the show. Um, dick size. Uh, because I don't want to get out a measuring stick in the middle of the podcast and totally make it awkward for my listeners. That could be one. Uh, Dick Girth. Uh, what else? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess that. Just don't ask about my piece. Just know. Um, I have a, I mean, I have a good rating. (laughs) I will say that. I have a good rating. For all the ladies out there listening. Um, I can see the eye roll on Alicia. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite color to wear? Black, like my heart. Uh, no, I mean, I've actually, the last couple of years since I my divorce, I, I had a total like fashion makeover kind of. I'm back to wearing plain clothes. Like I don't wear band shirts like ever. And... I wear jeans a lot of the time now and but I found like my color in that in the past two years has changed I'm like a maroon guy now like maroon looks really good on me and I've gotten a shit ton of compliments for wearing maroon so blends well with the skin makes makes my freaking brown skin glow I don't know so I really like to I mean I love to wear black but maroon if I had to pick an actual color, maroon. All right. What's your favorite type of dessert? Ooh, dude. I love a good Sunday, but cheesecake is my jam. 
Like, there isn't a bad cheesecake I've tried out there. It's Cheesecake is so fucking delicious. I could eat a whole fucking cheesecake. Get diabetes, I wouldn't care. As long as I have cheesecake. Oh, so good. All right, what was your first kiss like? I think I talked about it on the podcast a long time ago, but I kissed a girl when I was four years old. I remember it very vividly because the bus driver was really mad at me. And the girl was a cutie, man. I was four years old. She was four years old. I was like, what's up, girl? Are you my girlfriend? Okay, cool. Like, let's kiss and seal the deal here. And, of course, I wasn't a veteran at kissing, but I think she liked it. I liked it. We were good. And what was your best kiss like? See, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to... I mean, I could choose my ex-wife. I could choose a bunch of ex-girlfriends. You know, the only bad kiss I had was the one I talked about a few weeks ago where I had to shove the girl off of me. <laughs> but I've always, I've, everybody else, I've had really good kisses with. Like, very long, passionate kisses. Um, soft kisses, you know? It's just like the ones that really get the girl swooning. So I couldn't tell you the one specific best kiss, but I've probably had a best kiss with every other girl other than that one girl from a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, even the girl that I um, I think I'm dating. <laughs> uh, had great kisses with her. Really, really good kisses. All right. What's your idea of a perfect date? See, some guys like want to make a fucking date perfect. I'm not about that at all. I'm a simple guy. A perfect date to me is dinner, movie, a nice walk, um, talking, laughing, making jokes, and if the night goes well, a nightcap. <laughs> you know, just ending it with a good old bang, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but... That's, I mean, no, realistically, though, I'm talking about, like, I, I am just a simple guy. Like, go to dinner, go to a movie, enjoy each other's company, and just laugh the night away. Like, that is the perfect day to me. If I can make a girl laugh, I know I'm in. I, and I'm confident I can make a girl laugh. Whenever I'm dating somebody, like, going on a date, like, all right, get the jokes ready, uh, be witty. And, like, the second she starts laughing, like, a good laugh, a fucking genuine laugh, not a fucking, like, a phoned-in <laughs> kind of laugh, like, a genuine, like, gut-buster laugh, like, all right, I'm 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 good here, like, wh- like, we're in. <laughs> all right. What makes you automatically swipe left on a person? Funny you should ask, because I actually have gotten rid of the dating apps. Like, after talking to the girl that... I'm talking to, um, I just didn't want to be on the dating apps anymore, like, like I said, I really like the girl, I feel like maybe something serious could come of it, we'll see, um, but what I will tell you, when I did have the, the dating apps, um, I, I really, really, like, the girl could be drop-dead gorgeous, but I would always notice one thing, and the one thing that would make me swipe left on them was either social justice things or vaccination, 
vaccination status or uh what's the other one? Oh god or like a ma- a picture with a mask on with it's like okay if you if you need to take a picture with a mask on you're a fucking idiot um i don't know what you're trying to get out of like i don't know what you're trying to do there uh but the vaccination thing like if that's a must for them or like also if they like oh it's all trumpers swipe left okay that'll get me to swipe left but the the social justice thing that's annoying like when they have to put, sit there and put a fist up and say black lives matter i'm like no fucking shit black lives matter i don't know if what like, what you're trying to do here like are you trying to admit or trying to show that you're a quote unquote good person like no get the fuck out of here no shit black lives matter but i'm not going to sit like i i'm not going to get into that but it's just like that drives me nuts it's like I have to show that I'm a good person, so I have to make this phony little picture with like my fist up, or like I I'm I'm on the right side of history. It's like no, you're not. Fuck off. Like get out of here. <laughs> that will make me immediately swipe left on on any girl. It drives me nuts. Like I even posted something on Instagram where it was making fun of this girl for trying to get the right picture of her behind a bl- or in front of a black wall where she's wearing all black and putting a fist up, I was like, man, even the boyfriend looked annoyed on that video, it's hilarious, uh, but yeah, that, mainly social justice things, or vaccination stuff, like, that drives me absolutely nuts, I'm like, all right, fuck off, all right, moving on, what's the wild, wildest thing you've ever done to get someone's attention, hmm, probably something to hurt myself, uh, I mean, I'm not a wild guy. I've never really been a wild guy. I don't really, like... I'm sure I've done things to get somebody's attention. I just don't remember. Uh, I mean... I used to, sometimes, when I could, (laughs) do the helicopter dance for my ex-wife or (laughs) ex-girlfriend. You don't need to Google that. I mean... Or I don't need to explain that. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's wild, I guess. But if you're already in, you're just like, you're going to do wild shit just to make your significant other laugh. All right. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in front of someone you like? Mm, embarrassing. Like, that's tough, man. I'm sure, I'm sure I've embarrassed myself a shit ton. Like, I've put my foot in my mouth numerous times, like I do on this show sometimes. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done in front, ever done in front of someone you like? I remember when I was dating my ex-wife. I, I was super embarrassed by this, but I, f- I remember farting in front of her for the first time, and it didn't take long. It took, like, maybe two days. And I was so embarrassed. And she, like, laughed at me. She's like, why are you so embarrassed? Like, we fart. I'm like, yeah, because, uh, I don't know, it's just, like, you don't do that until, like, the f- the first year is over. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. And she's like, no, that just means you're comfortable with me. I'm like, all right, I think we're going to get along. Uh, lo and behold, look where that got me. Uh, all right. Do you find first dates fun or stressful i used to find them stressful i don't even really find them fun uh 
they're they're fun in their own way because like it's it's getting to know somebody for the first time. But I don't ever get stressed about them anymore. It's just like, all right, if I'm in, I'm in. If not, no fucking sweat off my ass. And I'm good. But I, I'm whenever I'm go on first dates, I'm confident. I don't know what it is. Like, all right, I found a way to somehow get myself into this person's life. Like, it's never it's I get more nervous with job interviews than I do with first dates. Because, like, I think I just, my head, I don't know. I've totally changed since I was, like, 20. Because <laughs> 20, I was stressed out a lot. Because I was like, oh, is she going to like me? Do I have to impress her? Do I have to do this? Do I have to show her I have money? Do I have to, like, show her I have a good dick? Like, I don't know. I would, I'd worry about that stuff. But it's just, like, now it's like, I don't fucking care. If you like me, great. If not, see ya. Like, no harm, no foul. We'll be good. All right. What was the last flirty text you sent? Ooh, uh, let's see here. Flirty. Flirty, flirty, flirty. Um, this probably to the girl I'm dating. I think I'm dating. <laughs> I'm going to have to scroll up quite a bit for this one, though. Um, well, she did send me a picture of herself a while, like a couple days ago where she was getting herself ready for the gym. And I just told her that she looked very beautiful. <laughs> is that flirty? I'll say that's flirty because, I mean, she's, she is drop-dead gorgeous. She's very, very stunning. Like, again, I don't know what she saw in me to give me a chance, but I'm glad she did. I've had I've I had a lot of fun with her last week. Hoping to have a lot more fun in the future with her. But we'll see what happens. I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay. All right. After a disagreement, do you initiate the makeup conversation or wait for your significant other? It really depends because believe me, I can do the silent treatment all fucking day. Um but most times or no, not most times. Sometimes I just want to compromise. I just want to sit there and be like, okay, we had an agree a disagreement. Let's fucking hug it out. Let's talk about it if you want. And or we can just move on. I mean, we can just blow past this because I always want to make it work. I'm the fucking asshole that won't like sit there and be like and have like a like the worst argument ever and want to break up because I mean I've had like when my ex-wife and I were together we had some intense arguments like she probably should have walked away from me years and years ago but um but most times you know I would want to I would I, I didn't want there to be a silent treatment I didn't want there to be a, like a bridge between us I would just be like quick to be like alright I'm sorry like sometimes I would even admit I was wrong and I mean and sometimes I would even even though I wasn't wrong I would still be like sorry I'm wrong and I just want to make it better between us let's fucking move on let's hug it out let's have some you know adult time let's let's just make up because I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to dwell on this shit <sighs> relationships suck guys like I don't know Maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'm just bound to be alone for the rest of my life. Uh, 
All right. Fi- finally. Finally getting to the last question here. What's the funniest funniest excuse you ever used to get out of a date? I think I just did the sick thing. Like, uh, like actually, no, 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 no. This actually just happened before the girl I'm... <laughs> I keep on saying it, the girl I'm currently kind of dating. Um, it happened right before her and I started talking. This one girl I had talked to on Hinge, uh, <laughs> she was... Her and I were connecting a bit. She was an all right. I mean, she was, she was cute in her own way, but it was just like, there was something that wasn't there to me, and I just didn't feel right continuing on with her. Like, I just didn't, like, I don't know. I think it was that she was getting, that she was moving really, really fast, even for my comfort. And I'm, I'm all for going fast, usually. Like, I'm, I would be quick to jump into a relationship right now, like, especially if I like the girl. But this girl, she was, like, she was likable. It's just, I think she was, like, so quick to be like, babe, babe, babe. I'm like, why are you calling me babe? You haven't even met me. <laughs> like, so she was planning on coming over one night, and I had to be like, hey, sorry. Like, I just want to let you know. I had to be honest. I, it wasn't even an excuse. It was just honesty. and be like, sorry, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I just wanted to let you know, like, this probably isn't going to work out. And just had to be real with her. That's what you have to do, guys. That's what you have to do, gentlemen. Just be real with them. Because women will be so quick to be real with us. We have to do it right back. You have to be real with them. They'll respect you a hell of a lot more if you if you are. Um, because, yeah, excuses really don't work. <laughs> women have heard them all. And, yeah... And I, I still kind of, I feel bad because, like, I, I still have her number. I just, just, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was getting a little weird. A little, little too quick for my comfort. All right. So, that was Angel's Corner. Angel Banuelos. Banuelos. Oh, my God. 42 fucking minutes. Thank you, dude. You, you carry my show. Like, you make my show what it is. <laughs> I think people really just listen to me, uh, want to listen to my bitching and moaning for a half hour before, like, I don't know, before I get into your shit ton of questions and fun facts. I'm, I'm going to save the fun facts for next week, so don't fire off too many questions for next week, dude. Uh, but thank you again. I love you, um, for helping me out with the show and I'm very, very grateful for you, dude. Uh, but the offer is always out there. To anybody and everybody that listen to help this dude out, you know, because I don't know where he gets this stuff. Maybe you want to know some certain things that he hasn't asked, but you have to go through a fucking almost near 50 episodes um, to see if he's asked me anything that you want to ask. All right, so I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to go grocery shopping and be an adult. And ugh, I hate I fucking hate grocery shopping, especially with this whole mask shit. I'm not gonna wear it. If anybody wants to approach me, come come at me, bro. <laughs> I live in America where I can do whatever the fuck I want, except kill people. Alright. I'm gonna get out of here. I love you guys. Talk to y'all next week. God bless you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Still Waiting Podcast. Please do not forget to go like, share, and subscribe to the show, and go review it, let me know how I'm doing, it means 
nothing to you, but means everything in the world to me. Um, but thank you guys. Take care.